Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For over 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death, and so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Have you ever heard the expression, are you on the court or are you in the stands? To me, this represents a game like basketball. There are people who have trained, who are part of a team, who take coaching, who work very hard, and they are playing the game on the court. And there are others that are sitting in the sidelines, sitting in the stands, rooting for their team, but they're not involved. Not too long ago, I received an email from a lady who wanted me to email her back and convince her of the reality of the afterlife. I couldn't do it in one email, sorry. And she got upset with me. To me, that's someone living in the stands. I offered her past episodes, a free copy of my book, things that she could explore herself, and she wasn't interested. I know for many of us, we can be in the stands, and that's okay. It's nice to hear stories. It's nice to be entertained. But to have our lives transformed and live life knowing the reality of the afterlife It takes being on the court. We have been together well over two years now. I know some people are listening just for the first time, but many have been around since episode number one. In this time together, we've talked about so many reasons to believe in the afterlife. Things like near-death experiences, shared death experiences, spiritually transformative experiences, induced after-death communication, all the various signs we've received from loved ones, even our pets, the different forms of mediumship. There's the evidential or mental mediums. There's the trance mediums. And even more rare are the physical mediums. There's religious agreement for the afterlife. We've talked to doctors, scientists, hospice workers about reasons to believe. We've explored instrumental trans communication, 
images and audios of people in the afterlife that come through that we can see and we can hear, like electronic voice phenomena, the work that's being done with the soul phone, Sonia Rinaldi's incredible experiments capturing pictures and now moving images of people smiling or winking from the afterlife. We've spoken about deathbed visitations and dreams people have, not only just before they're going to pass, but maybe weeks or months they are experiencing their loved ones, telling them they're going on a trip. We've explored stories from children, whether past life memories or young children being able to see people that they've never met who have already passed. There's even psychic kids, how children can be taught psychic abilities at a very young age and some of the arts and crafts and playing ball that they can do blindfolded. We've talked about tapping into our own natural psychic and mediumistic abilities, and how we can each communicate with our loved ones. I've guided you through a meditation to connect with your loved ones and spoken about the importance of charging our own natural abilities by doing something called sitting in the power. And we've heard a ton of stories about reasons to believe in the afterlife. We've heard from the rich and the famous, the authors, stories of inventors and people who have changed history, and also stories of everyday people like you and me who've experienced some incredible things and have great reasons to believe in the afterlife. So with all of that, can you say you comfortably believe in the afterlife and that we go on? We are human beings, and part of that is having to deal with a skeptical mind. And I've got one too. We cannot and will not live life 24 hours a day knowing the reality of the afterlife. I think part of being human is to forget who we really are. I know personally it is through the negative things that have happened in my life where I've learned the most about myself. And even the darkest times and the grief has put me on a journey to learn my own spirituality and my own beliefs. This voice we each have inside of us is not normally our best friend, yet we believe it so often, especially around the conversation of the afterlife. It's okay to be skeptical, and I encourage it. However, when you spend enough time on the court you realize that the afterlife is real, your loved ones are still alive, and you will see them again. Let me ask you another question. How would you live your life knowing that we don't die? When you wake up in the morning, perhaps you're prone to negative thinking or wanting to hit the snooze button. But what if you imagined your guides, your loved ones cheering you on that you have an opportunity for another day? What if you listened to the ideas that come into your mind seemingly out of nowhere and acted on some of these ideas or inspiration? What if we looked at other people in our life and we saw another divine soul dealing with their own baggage, their own worries? Would we have a little more compassion for them? 
When we look in the mirror and see ourselves, would we beat up on ourselves? Or would we have compassion that we're doing the best we can and that we've come a long way? We will continue to grieve. That is part of being human. But I believe our grieving time is significantly reduced when we embrace the reality of the afterlife. When times get tough in your life, can you look at your life by what is it I'm meant to learn here, knowing that you're empowered by people helping you move through it? A friend of mine told me a story years ago. I spent many years catering for race car teams, and he told me of a near-death experience he had had in which his grandmother and grandfather were there in a world that seemed more real than we're experiencing right now. And when he came back to life, it made this life seem like it was just a dream. This man went on to win racing championships. He said to me, Sandra, without the fear of dying, I didn't have the fear of living. So he could put his foot on the accelerator for longer and took more risks than maybe others did. And I'm not saying that we need to live our lives at 200 miles an hour. But I am saying that on the other side of our comfort zone, there's a bunch of rewards. We human beings have three main fears. One is the fear of dying. One is the fear of failure. And one is the fear of being alone. Throughout our 130 plus episodes together, there are plenty of reasons to believe and know that we don't die, that we go on. Failure is an opportunity for success. The more we fail means the more we've gone after our dreams. Some of the greatest inventions would have never happened unless the inventor failed many, many times. And as far as the fear of being alone, oh my gosh, I wish I had a magic wand and could let you know that there is so much support in the unseen world around you. Don't be freaked out. (laughs) Your loved ones and guides will leave you your privacy. But when you need that strength, they're right here for you. I'm definitely not telling you to believe everything I say. Challenge it. Go on your own investigation, your own journey. Have experiences for yourself that you know the reality of the afterlife. There are some good reasons to believe other than calming our fears and knowing that our loved ones have lived on and that we'll see them again. Those with the faith in the afterlife tend to live longer and healthier lives have better relationships, lower blood pressure, appreciate nature more, are kinder, more generous, more loving, and overall have a higher quality experience to life. So I ask you, is it worth putting that little negative voice aside and spending our time together and even your life with the reality of the afterlife. I'm really excited to share so much with you on this episode today. Coming up, 
There's some new research from the Michigan Center for Consciousness Science talking about the gamma waves, a heightened brain state when we pass away. We'll also hear some words from our attorney, author, afterlife explorer friend, Roberta Grimes, neurosurgeon Dr. Ajmal Zamar from the University of Louisville in Kentucky, talks about brain waves after death and correlates these brain waves with people who have near-death experiences. We'll also hear some words from Dr. Sam Parnia about consciousness survival after death. And just remember, science cannot explain consciousness. Where we think, how we think, where thoughts are stored, it's all a mystery. There's so much more to life than meets the eye, and there is so much more to you, my friend, than you know. I hope you're excited because I've got some great things coming up. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stay right there. There's more Sandra coming right up. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. My name is Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com. Over five years ago, George Norrie approached me with a unique concept, a dating site for people searching for someone with interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal. From that, ParanormalDate.com was born. It's a unique site for unique people, and it's free to join to look around. If you want to upgrade and enjoy more of our great features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. So check it out. You got nothing to lose. ParanormalDate.com. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. I'm George Norrie. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. Have you ever heard about the different brain waves? You've got your delta, theta, beta, and gamma. You've heard those expressions, perhaps. Let's just run through quick the basic guide to them. Delta brain waves are when we are in deep sleep. They are the slowest brain waves. Next comes the theta brain waves. That's when we're in deep meditation or just before we go to sleep. Great place to be. It's a place that helps us with creativity. It's relaxing. It can help connect us with our intuition, our mediumistic abilities, our subconscious mind. Next, most active is the beta brainwaves. And that's where we live most of our life. This is when we're conscious. This is when we're thinking. This is when we're doing. This is when we're problem solving. So that's your beta brainwaves. Now, One step more active than that are the gamma waves. From one article I'm reading, it says, these waves are difficult to measure with the current EEG technology. But in the future, scientists are hoping they can understand them more. They say the gamma waves reflect a conscious awareness of what is around us and relate to feelings of happiness and compassion. They are also prevalent while processing information and learning at a high level. Think about how you feel when you're immersed in a complex situation or listening to a subject matter on a topic of great interest to you. This is when your brain feels like it is firing on all cylinders. Benefits of gamma waves include improvements in memory and information processing, accurate perception of our reality, compassion and positive thinking, advanced learning and intelligence boost, high focus and energy levels, and reduction of depressive symptoms. So that's gamma. And in the news article I'm going to read to you shortly, gamma is important. I have witnessed mediums being connected to these EEG machines doing different forms of mediumship evidential mediumship, trance mediumship. And what's interesting is when people work with the spirit world, how often they go into the gamma state. All right, so this news just came out the first week of May, 2023. And just a few months prior to that, there was a study done by scientists with the New York Academy of Sciences announcing that near-death experiences are definitely not hallucinations of a dying brain shutting down. I don't know if you've ever been in a conversation with someone and they say, oh, near-death experiences, oh, your brain just goes into this heightened mode and you are hallucinating and that explains it. And I actually thought that way back in the beginning when I was so skeptical and outspoken that the afterlife could not be real. Oh, you didn't want to know that, Sandra, back then. She was ugly. (laughs) So scientists have proved, and they're not willing to say what's happening, but near-death experiences are not hallucinations from a dying brain. So this new research, let me read this to you. The Proceedings of the National Academy of Science 
provide some preliminary evidence of increased brain activity associated with consciousness in the moments leading up to death. In this study, spearheaded by two doctors, Dr. Bourgin and Dr. Mashur, in this study, in connection with the Michigan Center for Consciousness Science, the researchers observed comparable gamma activation signatures in the dying brains of both animals and humans following oxygen deprivation caused by cardiac arrest. One doctor stated, how vivid experience can emerge from a dysfunctional brain during the process of dying is a neuroscientific paradox. The research team identified four patients who died from cardiac arrest while being monitored by an EEG in the hospital. All four were comatose and unresponsive, and with the consent of their families, removed from life support after being deemed beyond medical help. Upon withdrawal of ventilator support, two of the patients exhibited an increased heart rate accompanied by a surge of gamma wave activity known as the fastest brain activity and linked to consciousness. The surge of activity was observed in the hot zone of neurocorrelates of consciousness in the brain located at the junction between the temporal, parietal, and occipital lobes. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing those right. This region has been associated with dreaming, visual hallucinations, and altered states of consciousness in previous studies. Dr. Nusha Mayalova explained that these two patients had a history of seizures, but experienced none during the hour before their deaths. The other two patients displayed neither an increase in heart rate upon removal from life support, nor heightened brain activity. Despite these intriguing results, the researchers cautioned against drawing definitive conclusions due to the limited sample size. Additionally, it is impossible to know what the patients experienced as they did not survive. We are unable to make correlations of the observed neural signatures of consciousness with a corresponding experience in the same patients of this study. However, the observed findings are definitely exciting and provide a new framework for understanding our covert consciousness in dying humans, said Dr. Nusha. Future, larger-scale, multi-center studies involving EEG-monitored ICU patients who survive cardiac arrest could offer valuable data to ascertain whether these bursts of gamma activity are indeed indicating concealed consciousness near death. So what this means to me, after witnessing mediums being connected with these EEGs, and also, we don't really understand consciousness, do we? We know we have it, (laughs) but what exactly it is and where It comes from, and I believe, our consciousness continues after death. Is there some correlation between being in this heightened gamma state that seems to 
kick in prior to death. And this may be responsible for not only the connection that we feel to the afterlife, but when we listen to accounts of near-death experiences, they are extremely memorable to the people experiencing them. Most memories that we have, it's hard to remember them or they're vague. But people who experience these near-death experiences, they can picture them as if they've only just happened. Even someone who is six years old who had a near-death experience can recall it when they're 90 years old as if it had just happened. And the memories are so real to them, experiencing them with all of their senses. So before we pass, is it natural that we go into this heightened gamma state? And is that the state for our consciousness? And when we pass, does that just unleash our consciousness into the unseen world, taking us from a soul having a human experience to a spirit who now resides in the afterlife, the world unseen, the hereafter. It's a fascinating inquiry, I think. I've said this before, but row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. I also like this quote by Nikola Tesla, the great inventor and engineer. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all of the previous centuries of its existence. We've got some great things ahead, but before we go to the break, let me play a little clip of attorney Roberta Grimes, who's also afterlife explorer and host of Seek Reality. The beauty of it all is that the afterlife is exactly where we are. It's exactly in the same place. And the way it works is really pretty simple. We think what's around us is solid, but of course it's not. Any scientist will tell you. If the White House is the center of an atom, the orbiting electron could be in Denver, and there's nothing between, not even air, nothing. That's how little there is that is solid. And then if you look at the particles, well, those particles must be solid. It turns out they're vortices of energy. It's all energy. The great Bruce Lipton, who is a quantum biologist, he's wonderful, he says, if you had a teeny tiny camera and you could put it inside an atom, there'd be nothing for it to photograph. Matter is nothing but energy. So knowing that's true, it will make sense to you when I tell you that Right now, you're tuned to what is we think the lowest level of reality. Your mind is tuned to this level, the universe level, we'll call it, and to that body on this level. When you die, all that happens is your mind, like a television set, tunes to a higher level. And it picks up, just like your TV would, a whole new solid reality just as solid as this one is. In fact, the people who live there say, that's real, this is not real, which is a little hard to grasp when you're living through your life here and dodging taxis. But that's the reality 
That's how it works. So that being the case, it's easy to understand, I think, that the dead are actually able to come and visit us easily. They can lower their vibratory rate. We can't go higher, especially when we're in bodies. They can lower their vibratory rate and be right here with us. In fact, I'm sure some of the people that I love are around me now saying, go Roberta. So thank you for listening to this. Let's go to the break and we'll be back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Now, here's more Sandra on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're talking about gamma wave activity in the brain as we die. Now, of course, we don't die, but the body does. And what's happening? Is this gamma state responsible for our consciousness surviving after death? The University of Louisville in Kentucky found something surprising. WGNC in a bear has more on the incredible finding about a patient's final moments. 
It was accidental science, an 87-year-old's brain activity documented at the exact moment of his passing. The serendipitous finding opened one doctor's mind to what's possible when we die. Neurosurgeon Dr. Ajmal Zemar was monitoring a patient for seizures using electrodes placed all across the skull when the unexpected happened. While we were doing this, uh, the patient unfortunately suffered a cardiac arrest and died. The heart stopped, but the sensor still in place picked up the patient's final brain waves. That left us alone with a recording from alive to death. As the University of Louisville neurosurgeons studied the rare recording, a rather beautiful story unfolded. There's very specific brainwave patterns that are happening in the brain while we have a recall or replay of memories. Uh, so this is known in healthy humans. In studies of healthy humans, brain activity recordings have shown active gamma waves as a person looks at pictures of memorable life events, a wedding, the birth of a child. The same waves appeared in abundance in the dying patient and for 30 seconds after death. What exactly happens? When is the time we really die? And the brain stops really being active. The dying patient's brainwave patterns appear to correlate with those who have had a near-death experience. If you look at near-death experiences, the people who describe them describe them fairly consistently. They describe uh, memory flashbacks, memory recalls. The finding has sparked both scientific and spiritual debate. Am I merely seeing nerve cells firing? and brainwaves being active, or do they have a functional meaning and they let us perceive these memories and recalls? That to me is the biggest question. Dr. Zemar says he plans to continue the fascinating investigation. How would we like to imagine our death? I leave it to everybody else to decide by themselves. I would like it for me personally to be span of seconds, I replay memories before I die. I would like to die with that feeling. That wouldn't be a bad thought. Those same findings have been documented in animal studies. Researchers who induced cardiac arrest in rats noted gamma wave activity persisted after the heart stopped. Next, I want you to hear from Dr. Sam Parnia, who is Associate Professor of Critical Care Medicine and Director of Critical Care and Resuscitation Research at NYU School of Medicine. He is talking to UK's Times Radio, Stig Abel, about a man named Richard Hammond. Pay special attention to the words Dr. Parnia shares on consciousness. There are millions and millions of people who've gone to the point of death and beyond. We actually don't call these near-death experiences. That is a very ambiguous term, and it's a term that's been grossly misused. But the reality is that people who go through death and come back to life have recalled universal and consistent features, even though they don't know each other at all. And this is cross-cultures, cross-so-called religious beliefs and non-religious beliefs and so on and so forth. It seems to be a universal human experience. And you have to realize, we were never meant to go into death. We were never meant to scientifically start to parse through and beyond death. But that's exactly what science is doing now. And remarkably, we find that when people go through there, they have these lucid experiences of death that are not consistent with hallucinations. They are not consistent with illusions. They are not delusional. These are real experiences that are occurring. So, so what do you conclude from this? I mean, these are deep questions. And, you know, you're an intensive care doctor. You're talking to us from the intensive care now. So I would forgive you that you might say, 
I can't be interested in metaphysical questions that you're hurling at me. But there's two obvious areas that, that you're getting into. One is the mind-body problem. Is there a kind of something other than just the flesh operating here? Is there something more significant? And I suppose other people will be thinking, well, does this make you think about afterlives? Does it make you think about there's something more to us and for us when we die? Or, or what do you conclude from this? You see, the problem here is that we have very fixed societal views about what life and death is. And why? Because for thousands of years, what used to happen was when the heart stopped, people would be permanently dead. There was nothing you could do. There was a, you could draw a clear line between when they were alive and they were dead because the moment the heart stopped, they were lifeless, motionless, the brain would stop working, they would stop breathing, and they would be dead, and they'd be permanently dead. The reality is that science now has gone well into death and into the post-mortem period. And what we've understood that actually is that you can be dead, and I'm, don't, I'm not playing with words, I don't mean close to death, I mean really dead and beyond dead in the post-mortem period, and still be brought back to life again. Because the cells in your body do not die the same time that you die. They go into sort of a hibernation state for hours of time, and that during that period you can be brought back to life, which is why the experiences that people have are truly reflecting the experience of death, not just near death. Now, to, to your other point that you raise is what on earth is going on? But, but that's a big question. What is going on with human consciousness? We are all conscious thinking beings. Everyone who listens to this program is thinking and conscious. And the reality is that going back thousands of years to Plato and Socrates and Aristotle and Democritus and all these other great philosophers and Avicenna and great thinkers, people have tried to understand what is it that makes us who we are? How do our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, ourself come to be? And essentially, there have been two very broad categories of belief system. And these are beliefs. Some people have always believed that, well, somehow, magically, the body, the brain will generate your thinking, your thoughts, your consciousness. Others have proposed that that may not address the problem because actually, we can now study the brain in great detail. We know how every cell works. We know how the cells connect together. We know how millions and billions of cells connect together. Yet, we cannot find any evidence for how those cells can generate your thoughts. We cannot find how cells can start thinking and feeling. For instance, if I were to show you a brain cell in a, in a, in a laboratory and say, oh, here, this brain cell is now thinking I'm hungry, you'd say, well, that's kind of crazy. It's a brain cell. Yeah. It produces proteins. It doesn't produce thought. But we are thinking conscious beings. And so I think to, to sort of go back to the point you raised, what's really remarkable here is that and our consciousness itself is remarkable. We have things that other animals can't do. We can recite poetry. We can paint. We have people like Beethoven and Mozart, and we can go to the moon and to Mars, and we can cure COVID, and we can tackle even what happens when we die. So our consciousness is quite unique. And I think it's a little bit of a disservice to think that it is simply some sort of byproduct of the brain, a little bit like heat coming off of a fire. That really? Really, well, it really oversimplifies what is remarkable about human consciousness, right? So I think the, the scientific answer that many of us are veering towards is that I think that, and bearing in mind there is no evidence, right? We, we're scientists, we need evidence. There is no evidence for how brain cells or millions of brain cells can produce thoughts. And one alternative is that maybe consciousness, the things that makes us who we are, is a separate, undiscovered scientific entity that interacts with the brain in the same way that you need a radio or a TV to decode electromagnetic waves and turn them into sound and picture. 
but they're not produced by the TV or the radio. And it might be your consciousness is a separate, undiscovered entity that is remarkable and can do all these remarkable things. Yeah. And that might be a better explanation. That's why they call it the mind-body problem, because no one can really truly solve it, perhaps. Uh, Richard Hammond talks about his wife shouting at him. He said that, you yes. know, he was on the way towards death and his wife shouted at him and said, come back, don't you dare die. You, you must have seen people in your job have that type of experience, someone saying, please don't die, the relatives there, the loved ones around them. Do you feel that there is a something that happens when there's a connection between two people that can draw people back? Is that is that a fair assessment, do you think? Well, I, I don't think so. If that was the case, you wouldn't need intensive care doctors like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think it sounds very nice and it's wonderful that his wife was screaming at him. It's, it's good to know that your spouse will scream at you even if you're dying for <laughs> a different reason. That doesn't end, it sounds like. But, but the reality is that I think what, you know, obviously, what, and I don't, unfortunately, this video doesn't give details of his medical condition. We don't know what was going on. But the reality is that um, as people are in a deep coma, if they're starting to wake up, depending on where he was, he, maybe he was improving and he was actually coming back, that they can, they go into the sort of twilight zone where they can hear things, but they don't process information quite correctly. They're a bit confused. And so it might be that he was having some interaction with his wife, but that was probably later as he was waking up from his coma rather than when he was deep in his coma. We have to leave it now, Sam, but you're going to go off and treat people in intensive care. How do you go about thinking about that? I mean, does it slightly blow your mind that in half an hour's time, you're going to be the difference between life and, and death for someone? How do, how do you judge the boundary between the two now when you live it every single day? I think truthfully, I think it's a privilege uh, because, you know, we, we are able to, to bring life back to people. And that obviously is an honor and it's a privilege. Um, and we do our best. But what's also remarkable is that, uh, and science has gone through and gone beyond the boundaries of death. And we're exploring what happens to people in that state. And what I think is really happening, which is truly, truly remarkable to me, is I think is as they're going through death, their brain is shutting down. And normally the parts of their brain that are acting like a braking system, it's like an inhibition process that allows them to do what they need to do, pay the bills, pay the mortgage, cook dinner, things that you do in your day-to-day -day life. Those things that are prominent disappear. There's a, it's called the process of disinhibition. Those things go away. And then remarkably, they get access to their entire consciousness, everything they've done, everything that they've said, everything that they've intended. And then they start to analyze themselves based upon morality and ethics. So it really is truly remarkable what is going on when you're going into death. And I think that is uh, something that we're trying to explore further. I love that Dr. Parnia came right out and said, science can find no evidence on how our brain cells generate thoughts. So many people say, if science believes something, we'll believe it. So people are looking to science to prove exactly what happens when we die, that our life goes on and that there is life after death. But there are so many questions yet to be answered. My friend, there is more to life than meets the eye, and there is more to you than you know. So let's go into our next break, and then we'll be back. I've left you a lot to think about. <laughs> You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. 
We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hi, this is ufologist Kevin Randall, and you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and I feel like a dog who won't give up his bone. (laughs) I'm hooked on this gamma states, and I find it all very interesting about being in that heightened sense of awareness before we pass. Can we get into that state on our own and connect to the greater reality? I say yes. I want you to listen now to Daniel Goleman, who is the co-author of a book called Altered Traits. And this is the remarkable brainwaves of high-level meditators. My uh, co-author of the book Altered Traits is a neuroscientist, Richard Davidson. He has a lab at the University of Wisconsin. He has, it's a very large lab. He has dedicated scanners. He has about 100 people working there. And he was able to do some remarkable uh, research where he flew Olympic-level meditators who live in Nepal or India, typically, or some in France. He flew them over to the lab and put them through a protocol uh, in his brain scanners and did state-of-the-art tests. And uh, the results were just astounding. Uh, we found, for example, or he found that um, their brainwaves are really different. 
Perhaps the most remarkable finding in the Olympic level meditators has to do with what's called a gamma wave. All of us get gamma for a very short period when we solve a problem we've been grappling with, uh, even if it's something that's vexed us for months. We get about uh, a half second of gamma. It's the strongest wave in the EEG spectrum. We get it when we bite into an apple or imagine biting into an apple. And uh, for a brief period, a split second, uh, inputs from taste, sound, smell, vision, all of that come together in that imagined bite into the apple. But that lasts very, very short period uh, in an ordinary EEG. What was stunning was that the Olympic-level meditators, these are people who have done up to 62,000 lifetime hours of meditation, their brainwave shows gamma very strong all the time as a lasting trait, just no matter what they're doing. It's not a state effect. It's not during their meditation uh, alone, but it's just their everyday state of mind. We actually have no idea what that means experientially. Science has never seen it before. We also find that in these Olympic-level meditators, when we ask them, for example, to do a meditation on compassion, their level of gamma jumps seven to eight hundred percent in a few seconds. This has also never been seen by science. So we, we have to assume that the special state of consciousness that you see in the highest level meditators is uh, a lot like something described in the classical meditation literatures, literature centuries ago, uh, which is that there is a state of being which is not like our ordinary state. You know, sometimes it's called liberation, enlightenment, uh, awake, whatever the the word may be, we suspect there's really no vocabulary that captures what that might be. The uh, people that we've talked to in the, this Olympic level group say it's a very spacious sense. You're wide open. You're prepared for whatever may come. We just don't know. But we do know is quite remarkable. It is really remarkable. And I'm playing this game of connecting the dots to what I've learned about gamma to some of the other things that I have learned. Remember we've talked about sitting in the power? This is that technique to quiet the mind, very much like meditation, and get into those altered states. Please revisit episode 115, because there's that experiential journey, and I talk much more about it. Also, if you really want to dig your teeth into this, go to the store page at wedontdie.com. Our medium friends, Carrie and Phil, did a five-hour workshop on sitting in the power. There were different ways to sit, sitting just for your soul, sitting for healing, sitting to connect with your deceased loved ones, sitting to contact the spirit world through mediumship. I'm wondering and thinking that this is connecting to the gamma state. Remember I was saying I went to a workshop where mediums were connected to this EEG, and while they were doing mediumship, they were engaged in the gamma state. Something worth investigating. Now, remember earlier I said, let's get onto the court and not in the stands. Part of why I do this show definitely is for evidence of the afterlife and to help people 
through grief, but it's also about having an incredible life. From time to time in my journey, I would do gratitude exercises, meaning taking out a piece of paper or my computer and writing 100 things I'm grateful for. While it might not seem easy to do, there is a shift in consciousness when you actually start feeling gratitude and really feeling joy about the things you're grateful for. And then inserting something you'd like to have happen in your life as if it has already happened and having gratitude for that. And I have to tell you, I have had miracles show up in my life doing that practice. I subscribe to a daily email called Messages from the Universe from tut.com, T-U-T, tut.com. And it is author Mike Dooley who puts this on. Just a few days ago, I got this one. Just once a day, imagine the life you dream of. Believe that it can be yours in this world of magic and miracles. Choose to live as if you know of its inevitable manifestation. Don't compromise and don't worry. Don't look for results. And as surely as spirit crafts one moment after another, so too will it fuse together the life you now lead with the life of your dreams, as if they were two pieces of a jigsaw puzzle destined to become one. Are you willing to play with gratitude, with meditation, with gamma waves? Hey, why not, right? (laughs) Earlier, we listened to Dr. Sam Parnia talk about consciousness. Nowhere in our brain or body's cells can science figure out where thoughts feelings, and emotions come from. So I want to leave you with a reminder of some of those powerful words he said, and also to remind you to come see me every Sunday on our Sunday gathering. Just go to wedontdie.com, explore the website, go to the store page, find the Sunday gathering. It'll help to empower you of who you really are. So here is Dr. Sam Parnia once again. We are all conscious thinking beings. Everyone who listens to this program is thinking and conscious. And the reality is that going back thousands of years to Plato and Socrates and Aristotle and Democritus and all these other great philosophers and Avicenna and great thinkers, people have tried to understand what is it that makes us who we are? How do our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, ourself come to be? And essentially, there have been two very broad categories of belief system. And these are beliefs. Some people have always believed that, well, somehow, magically, the body, the brain, will generate your thinking, your thoughts, your consciousness. Others have proposed that that may not address the problem because, actually, we can now study the brain in great detail. We know how every cell works. We know how the cells connect together. We know how millions and billions of cells connect together. Yet, we cannot find any evidence for how those cells can generate your thoughts. We cannot find how cells can start thinking and feeling. For instance, if I were to show you a brain cell in a, in, a, in a laboratory and say, oh, here, this brain cell is now thinking I'm hungry, you'd say, well, that's kind of crazy. It's a brain cell. Yeah. It produces proteins. It doesn't produce thought. But we are thinking conscious beings. And so I think to, to sort of go back to the point you raised, what's really remarkable here is that 
And our consciousness itself is remarkable. We have things that other animals can't do. We can recite poetry. We can paint. We have people like Beethoven and Mozart, and we can go to the moon and to Mars, and we can cure COVID, and we can tackle even what happens when we die. So our consciousness is quite unique. And I think it's a little bit of a disservice to think that it is simply some sort of byproduct of the brain, a little bit like heat coming off of a fire. That really? really, well, it really oversimplifies what is remarkable about human consciousness, right? So I think the, the scientific answer that many of us are veering towards is that I think that, and bearing in mind, there is no evidence, right? We, we're scientists, we need evidence. There is no evidence for how brain cells or millions of brain cells can produce thoughts. And one alternative is that maybe consciousness, the things that makes us who we are, is a separate, undiscovered scientific entity that yeah. interacts with the brain in the same way that you need a radio or a TV to decode electromagnetic waves and turn them into sound and picture, but they're not produced by the TV or the radio. And it might be your consciousness is a separate undiscovered entity that is remarkable and can do all these remarkable things. Yeah. Science has gone through and gone beyond the boundaries of death, and we're exploring what happens to people in that state. And what I think is really happening, which is truly, truly remarkable to me, is I think is as they're going through death, their brain is shutting down, and normally the parts of their brain that are acting like a braking system, it's like an inhibition process, that allows them to do what they need to do, pay the bills, pay the mortgage, cook dinner, things that you do in your day-to-day -day life, those things that are prominent disappear there's a, it's called the process of disinhibition. Those things go away. And then remarkably, they get access to their entire consciousness, everything they've done, everything that they've said, everything that they've intended. And then they start to analyze themselves based upon morality and ethics. So it really is truly remarkable what is going on when you're going into death. And I think that is uh, something that we're trying to explore further. Science is our partner investigating the afterlife. How would you live your life knowing that we don't die. Look around. In this invisible space, you have cheerleaders who want you to have a wonderful, wonderful life. I do too. Get out of the stands, onto the court. It's about the journey, not the destination. You are never alone, and I love you. This is Sandra Champlain. Thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.